2: This morning, fighting to stay. Novak Djokovic's drama takes a new twist. The tennis star refusing to leave Australia, his lawyers winning an injunction to keep him here a little longer. His mother and father speak out. The new rules that could be coming to New South Wales. What restrictions are on the table at high level talks happening today? Victoria's COVID scramble, the pandemic orders that came into effect at midnight. And Trump slammed what Biden had to say a year on from the polarising US Capitol riots.
3: This is 7 News with Angie Asimus.
2: Good morning. Ovak Djokovic will remain in detention in Melbourne until at least Monday, with his lawyers securing an interim injunction. The government did not oppose the world number one's request to delay his deportation, meaning he'll stay in Australia for Monday's hearing. Djokovic attempted to enter on the basis he had COVID in the last six months.
3: People are welcome in Australia. But if you're not double vaccinated and you're not an Australian resident or citizen, well, you can't come.
2: The Border Force is now investigating another foreign player and an official with similar exemptions from Tennis Australia. The furious Serbian president has described the Djokovic saga as a political witch hunt. Aleksandr Vucic has slammed Prime Minister Scott Morrison, calling the Grand Slam champion's treatment improper. A Serbian journalist and friend of Djokovic has also hit out, saying the tennis ace played by the rules. You cannot have your nine-time champion spending the night at the airport uh, you know, being publicly humiliated like that. Djokovic's family rallied in support for him back home, holding a press conference. New South Wales government officials are prepared to announce a return to restrictions today amid exploding case numbers. Major events and elective surgeries are set to be paused while it's believed nightclubs will be shut with bans on singing and dancing. A 23-year-old Sydney man is among the state's latest virus deaths. It's understood James Condoleos who was a champion powerlifter, was fully vaccinated and had no underlying health conditions. Victoria has introduced some restrictions in a bid to curb a sharp rise in cases. Density limits of one person per two square metres have been imposed in indoor entertainment and hospitality venues, while Victorians who test positive on a rapid test will now be required to notify the Department of Health.
3: This new category, based on a rapid antigen test, will be the same in the system as if you were diagnosed through a PCR system.
2: Hospitality leaders are frustrated with the new density limit, saying it's a blow to an already struggling industry. Yesterday, the state recorded just shy of 22,000 cases. Parts of Australia are grappling with a potential food shortage crisis with supply chains hit with critical disruptions. Exploding case figures across the country have forced thousands into isolation. Suppliers and industry leaders are calling for intervention.
3: The government right now today needs to announce stimulus for the hardest hit
2: industries. There have been reports of panic buying from souvenir shops on Daydream Island in the Wit Sundays, with guests nervous about finding enough food due to staff shortages. Queensland hospitals are bracing for what's being described as a major emergency, with health authorities expecting an influx of hospital admissions. A record 10,332 new cases were reported yesterday, with grave concerns the volume of infected patients will overwhelm the state's hospitals.
0: To all of my colleagues, we, we're going to be stepping up to a very major emergency in the coming two to three weeks.
2: Elective surgeries are set to be dialed back to make way for COVID patients. It's emerged a number of pharmacies around Australia are illegally selling individual rapid tests. The TGA is investigating reports of pharmacies taking the tests meant for bulk sale to health professionals and instead repackaging them for individual sale to make a profit. It follows similar reports of price gouging. The drenching of the country's east coast is showing no signs of stopping. Severe thunderstorm warnings are in place for central New South Wales, including Dubbo and Yass, along with Canberra. Cootamundra is on flood watch. Thunderstorms also hit southeast Queensland overnight. This morning, the heavy rain will reach Tasmania, with more than 100 millimetres expected in some areas. One lucky Powerball player has collected the entire $60 million jackpot. The lot said that after a few missed calls, they were finally able to make it through to the Brisbane man in his 30s. The fortunate man says he plans to spend the jackpot on a house and helping family and friends, but won't be quitting his job just yet. Brisbane drivers are being urged to fill up their tanks now with fuel prices set to soar. Experts are warning that the Christmas dip in prices won't stick around much longer. More than 50 service stations across Brisbane have already hiked fuel to $1.89. There is some good news though. Prices aren't expected to peak quite as high as they did late last year. Devoted monarchist and Queensland State MP Jared Blaise is pushing for a new statue of the Queen to be commissioned in the Sunshine State. The monument would mark Her Majesty's 70th
1: year on the throne, but not everyone agrees it's a good idea. In 1954, Queen Elizabeth II became the first reigning monarch to visit the Sunshine State.
3: Steps down the gangway and sets foot on Queensland
1: soil.
2: It's incumbent on the government of the state to actually honour
0: our monarch.
1: 2022 marks Her Majesty's 70th year on the throne. To mark her platinum jubilee, State MP Jared Blay wants a statue of the Queen in the Brisbane CBD.
2: I'd love to see it in a public place, whether it's out front of Parliament House, the Botanical Gardens. It would be such a fantastic
1: idea. i take my hat off to her for the amount of years, you know, that she's stood there. A 1986 statue of Queen Elizabeth is already located at Government House in Paddington.
2: I respect the Queen, but I'd rather it be a, a statue
1: of an Indigenous Australian. It's not on the state government's agenda yet. We've had 10,000 positive cases overnight. I think my priority is keeping people safe. Sculptor Linda Clarfeld says a bronze life-size statue of the Queen would take about a year to create and cost half a million dollars. Linda's design would include an Aussie touch. I would want her to be doing something as if she's come to Queensland and she's doing something we do. Crystal Etherington, 7 News.
2: Omicron has forced curtain calls on multiple musicals, but the arts sector is set to bounce back. The Sydney Festival launching shows across the city from the east to the west, a much-needed COVID distraction. Setting the stage
4: with a spotlight lifting the spirits of the creatives. Supporting uh, our wonderful arts and cultural institutions and particularly our Australian artists because they've done it so hard for the last two years. The Sydney Festival boasting shows indoors, outdoors and online, running until the end of January with COVID caution. The
0: mask wearing is now mandatory
4: whether it's indoor or outdoor and, uh, and also so is uh, QR code check-ins
0: at any of our festival
4: But it was set to be a little larger, 23 shows pulled out, over a $20,000 grant from the Israeli embassy. The boycott sparking a protest tonight outside the Sydney Opera House. I think we should really keep in mind that this is is about our artists and giving them an opportunity to perform. And although the Sydney Festival is powering ahead, other shows across the city have fallen victim to Omicron outbreaks. Multiple music theatre productions have been canceled over the past few weeks, including the wedding singer here at the State Theatre. Postponed to next week after COVID cases were confirmed, Hamilton and Come From Away cancelling shows in the lead-up to the new year. Opera Australia has seen nearly 50 infections across the company, but doing everything it can to ensure the show goes on, spending $25,000 a week on rapid tests. There is almost some inevitability that at some point we may see a cancellation. Angelique Opie, 7 News.
2: Families heading off on summer road trips are being warned about junk food traps on their journey. A child expert dietitian has shared the top tips to keep the kids happy while steering clear of
0: unhealthy habits. Fruit and veggies are staple snacks in the Knox household and when they're on the road, it's no different. It's all about preparation for us because they love to snack the whole way. The Maylands' mother of two says her trick is individual containers to keep things interesting during road trips. My kids love anything that's termed a snack pack or a snack pot. So uh, we, we might slice up carrots and call them carrot chips. Experts warn without preparation, it's easy to fall into junk food traps. Just fueling up the car can be a battle of the sugar, salt and saturated fats. Pack lunch boxes or snack boxes for their kids, that way Kids can eat when they want um, and what they want. Suggested snacks include nuts and seeds, dried fruit, rice crackers or peanut butter sandwiches for something more filling and none need refrigerating. But with a cold pack, yogurts, dips and veggies, boiled eggs and cheese will help keep the little ones fuller for longer. Hydration can also limit snacking, but for those who do want to indulge, experts encourage families to limit unhealthy options to a snack. For those who do get caught out, experts suggest searching for the healthier options. Things like trail mixes, nuts, cheese and crackers, options like fresh fruits or sandwiches, urging parents not to get caught up on the cost. It's much cheaper and higher in fibre than lots of the other options. Keeping it healthy on the road can then allow something special at the destination. Jacqueline Robson, Seven News. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones has
2: fallen by 85 points. The Nasdaq rose slightly. In London, the FTSE 100 is lower and Germany's DAX lost ground. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed 844 points lower. Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose. The all odds is lower and the ASX 200 fell. On the commodities market, gold is trading at US dollars an ounce. Oil is US$79 a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 71.67 US cents, 82.99 Japanese yen and $1.06 New Zealand. The protests in Kazakhstan have turned deadly, with dozens of citizens and at least 12 police officers killed. Local media has reported that two members of the security force have been found decapitated as police violently clash with protesters. The demonstrations began over the weekend, triggered by rising fuel prices, but have since morphed into anti-government riots. Advanced units of Russian paratroopers have entered the country as part of a peacekeeping force. As the Omicron strain threatens to overwhelm multiple countries worldwide, a new variant has been detected in France. It has been dubbed variant IHU and is believed to be linked with travel to Africa. The World Health Organization has said the variant is on their radar, but so far they're not treating it as a threat. Thousands of people have rallied in North Korea in an organized show of support for the ruling party. Surprisingly, the official report did not mention where the leader Kim Jong-un had attended. It's tradition for the country to hold a rally like this in the first week of the year to demonstrate loyalty to the agenda of the ruling party. U.S. President Joe Biden has taken aim at Donald Trump in an impassioned speech to mark the one-year anniversary of the American Capitol riots. U.S. correspondent Tim Lester is in Washington, D.C. Tim, he said Trump was a threat to democracy.
3: Morning, Angie. Yes, in fact, says Trump and his supporters are holding a dagger at the throat of American democracy. This is an extraordinary speech from a US president who at times has tried to chuckle and wave off any mention of his predecessor. Of course, today, one year on from the day that an angry mob stormed the building behind me, the US Congress, in an effort to try to stop the confirmation of Joe Biden as president after his November 2020 presidential election win. That failed, but five people ultimately died from the event, 140 police injured, and an extraordinary dislocation in a lot of ways of American democracy. Well, today, uh, a warning from the U.S. President that a great many risks face this democracy after the events of a year ago. He's done so because he values power over principle, because he sees his own interest Is more important than his country's interest, than America's interest. And because his bruised ego matters more to him than our democracy or our Constitution, he can't accept he lost. Joe Biden says Donald Trump has lied about the events here. Donald Trump, for his part, says that Joe Biden is trying to distract uh, from his failings and with uh, a little bit of a twinkle in his eye, perhaps says this is what you get after a rigged election. The fight goes on. Angie. Thank
2: you very much, Tim. A late blunder almost ruined Australia's near-perfect day during the fourth Ashes test. Chasing 416, England's Zach Crawley was gifted an extra life thanks to a Mitch Stark no-ball. Earlier, Usman Khawaja marked his return to test cricket in style, powering to 137 to put Australia in control. England will begin day three. None for 13. You can watch every ball live and free on 7. Meanwhile, the women's Ashes has been brought forward by a week so teams can quarantine in New Zealand ahead of the one-day World Cup. Beginning January 20th, three T20s will be played at Adelaide Oval, followed by a test match in Canberra and three one-dayers to round out the series. All the matches will be live on 7. Melbourne Renegades have notched up their second straight victory with a five-wicket win over a COVID-ravaged Brisbane Heat outfit. A batting masterclass by veteran Sean Marsh and World Cup winner Aaron Finch helped the Gades chase down the Heat's 128 with ease.
3: Oh boy, that is really big. I think the boys have got their eye on an early finish tonight.
2: A Grinda Sandhu hat-trick has inspired Sydney Thunder to a six-wicket win over competition leaders Perth Scorchers. COVID is threatening to cause havoc in the AFL for a third straight year, with more than 50 players across the league testing positive to the virus. Many will still be in isolation when pre-season training resumes on Monday. The league's current policy requires all players and staff to take a rapid test on arrival to the club each day. If you've ever experienced the Macca's run on a summer's day in your swimmers, this could really help you look the part. The fast food chain has teamed up with iconic brand budgie smugglers to create the perfect beach attire, starting at $55. The limited edition range isn't cheap, but will most certainly be a hit with McDonald's fans. The collection includes bikinis, one pieces, bucket hats and of course, the iconic budgie smuggler. It goes on sale tomorrow. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, Brisbane expecting showers, top of 27 degrees. Sydney showers, 28. Canberra, 25, with showers and a possible storm. Melbourne also on storm watch, 29. Hobart, 25, rain and storms. Adelaide, a few showers, 23. Perth should be sunny, 38 degrees. Darwin, 34, with some possible late storms. And that is seven early news for this Friday, the 7th of January, 2022. I'm Angie Asimus.